In this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we begin to explore the Hermetic teachings, and we're starting off with the Shepherd of Men, or Pomandries. We are using Mead's translation, and uh, we go through some of the history of Hermetics and some of our opinions, so enjoy. Your clacker board. Take All right. one. All right. Welcome to the Gnostic Deluge. I'm Mark. Brandon. And we're here to uh, rock your world and our world. <laughs> now we already messed the video up? Yeah. <laughs> yep. We've already screwed it up. But um, we're here to flood. We're here to flood your mind with. Uh, Knowledge, knowledge, or with a G, man, yeah. So we're some forbidden knowledge, yeah. or just knowledge, knowledge, knowledge that's unknown. But oh, let's kind of turn that thing because I keep on looking at the levels. Yeah, we, it, you know, yeah. Um, so today uh, we wanted to get into the the uh, Hermes texts. Yeah, we that, we got into it a while back. We, yeah, we came. We became exposed to it while i think it was while we were doing adam and eve that's some click hey, I'm, take I'm, one a pop, open up a can. pop protector pop protect <laughs> anyway so we during the adam and during our adam and eve uh uh era that we were in like a few months ago we we became familiarized a little bit with or became exposed to the uh, hermetic philosophy and we were really interested in it because of the place that it, it supposedly comes from and because of the the theories on who it might have originally came from mm-hmm. which was enoch or, or thoth you know mm-hmm. thoth that's that's one thing i want to know i'll go keep going yeah but you're why you th- and uh and because it was i i had read and that it w- that it kind of was the equivalent for Western religion. It was kind of like the equivalent of the how do you pronounce it the Dharmapada mm-hmm. or the Tao uh, Te Ching. Okay. It was kind of like a foundational for Western religious thought. Oh, okay. The Hermetic philosophy was really core and and foundational, at least according to some theory. Yeah. Well, okay, so I want to know what the link is between Enoch and that that you've you understand that why Enoch and Hermes or Thoth Thoth or let's just say the link between mm-hmm. Thoth and Enoch is or why they're possibly the same people. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't think just to clarify that in case someone didn't understand. Yeah, did did not have power I'll open one on you here. One. Okay. Is no everybody understands that the Greek Hermes, not everybody understands. A lot of people already understand that the Greek Hermes and the Egyptian Thoth slash Thoth. I think a lot of people pronounce it Thoth. I don't like to say it. I don't. I, I didn't roll off my tongue. Is it you know Thoth? Just call him Thoth. Thoth. Like I, I like like the Star Wars planet Hoth. I think. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's just so, do it our way. So, a lot of people have or are already familiar with that that Hermes and Thoth are consider the same person or the same God. Mm -hmm. But the connection with Enoch in the heat, which who's not a God, unless you, unless you, unless you, unless you're me and you think that the Hebrews might've had it wrong, but like the, what? Oh my gosh. Did I reveal too much? Brandis. Enoch. The reason why I I think and I've read I've read others think that Enoch is actually also considered Thoth or known to be Thoth is because of just the the things that they attribute to Thoth and Enoch are like the same. Well, like Enoch, he came and taught them. Like Enoch about, was immortal. Was a a mortal, not but, immortal, a mortal. But the thing is, and so was Thoth, right? Exactly. So they're both like though the the. the, the 
the their origin stories is that they were these greater than they were these like great men who came on the scene and and started basically they when they brought with them like mathematics and writing and astronomy and stuff and and amongst other things okay they kind of they get they get like a lot of credit for bringing education or or a higher learning to the to Egypt or wherever you want to you know, say that it, that you no, know we was. never in the book of Enoch we read we never got into that really no because everybody else was bringing all this stuff like the writing and stuff yeah so I think that there's I think that a lot of people might believe that Enoch and Thoth are not the same person and ultimately I'm not even sure if it matters but I like to think that they are but it could come from the same like the same tradition so they just kind of diverged you know coming one went one was the hebrew tradition one was the egyptian tradition yeah and uh they both uh thoth at least as far as i understand and enoch were re- re- writers recorders yeah they get they get uh a lot of credit for being the the recorders yeah, the, yeah. Ta- like there's the emerald tablets mm-hmm. and 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 then it, in the book of enoch that we just went through talks about him writing books and recording the different things so and i think you okay. also have this like what we're going to read today uh poi mangeries the shepherd of men when you re- when we- there's a few segments in this particularly like the the part where he sees well i don't want to give any there's okay. gonna be there's like it's like a vision <laughs> it's okay? not like a spoiler like somebody's there, like we're i was gonna, gonna read that. Few, we're over in a few minutes i was gonna read that but man. the content of this vision that he has if you think through, if you think back in the Hebrew, or even pre, I don't know if you can say pre-Hebrew, but if you think back to that culture, the one of the few people that you could attribute this kind of vision to would have been Enoch. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's the, like, we were talking earlier, and you were saying the apocalyptic, apocalyptic imagery. Like, yeah. say what you were saying. I forgot. Well, okay, basically, right in the opening, the guy, well, I don't mean to, but the guy is taken, kind of taken up oh. into heaven. This vision opens. So, yeah, a standard. Maybe we should just start into it. Oh, so, no. Well, so, that's a standard. So, let's start at the beginning here. I, the, the, what, what, we're, what we got here with Poi Mangery, the shepherd of men, and just for the quick disclaimer, not disclaimer, but the quick um, introduction to it. This is the first of 17 texts that are... Uh, referred to as the Corpus Hermeticum. And there's a lot of debate, and there's not a lot of good evidence on how old the texts actually really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to look that up, and there really isn't. Some some people think it's pre-Christian. Yeah. Some people think it's post-Christian. So here's so, the, the gist of it, or the gist. The gist. <laughs> we both thought of that. <laughs> the gist of it is when it comes to the actual manuscripts and texts, and these manuscripts were, uh, first of all, just to note, they, these were found at the at Nag Hammadi. Nag Hammadi has oh, they were? some, yeah. Oh, okay. Nag Hammadi has a lot of, uh, you know, fragments from the Corpus Hermeticum, which is interesting because that's kind of a Gnostic trove of knowledge right yeah and well yeah and what you think of in egypt yeah you know that's where basically the gnostic religion kind of went yeah so i mean that's available there but the earliest actual manuscripts that i think that we actually can date from this is actually in like the 400 400 ce or something three or 400 ce and they're just fragments and they're in greek and coptic and Latin. Over the next thousands of years, every every instance of this record we have is in, you know, we don't have an Egyptian or a hieroglyphic Corpus Hermeticum. We only have it in Greek or Latin or Coptic. Yeah, right? I think I, gosh dang it, I wish I would have, because I think they said that the, oh, for me? they had yeah, okay. yeah, I opened it for you. Thank you. They had one from 1100 AD you know, which is way late, because yep. then you're like whoa, that's, and, and and it was really in a rough shape and in rough shape and everything. And they took, so they were, but they were able to compare it to the later ones and 
and and get it you know oh this lines up this lines up yeah that's the way it is with most of the stuff that most of the texts that we have is that there's no original works no we don't have the one from you know uh even for original text from the the bible Correct. As it's all older stuff. That's why that's why Qumran, the Dead Sea Scrolls, were such an awesome find because we actually like these manuscripts are actually dating back to a uh, in the first few hundred years. Yeah, and that was like unheard of. Well, it's like Enoch. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate to go back to Enoch, but yeah, I'm just saying like there was these books of Enoch, and also they found in there these one. I mean, because that's from 200, yeah, AD or B B C E. Yeah. And so it was like, whoa, we actually were able to find the, you know, some texts from way back when that were preserved in these jars. Correct. Which is really cool. So I think the way to be safe about this, when you come to, when it comes to dating, because people can get very, it's, it can be a heated topic because if you date it too early, then you're, you know, people like, a lot of people like, I feel safer to date them late. So to be safe and to not like, yeah, to not like it, say things that aren't true. These records, it, we have copies of them in different in Greek, like I said, Greek, Latin, and Coptic, and none of them are too early. But then we do have a lot of, we do have some records from early Christian writers, like Ignatius was one of them, mm-hmm. and these we have these early Christian writers and philosophers that mention. They actually mention things that come that we that we're finding in these hermetic texts. Yeah, they actually and they actually. I haven't looked in this. I've just been kind of reading over this text. Be careful. Well, no, I'm just going to tell, say what he the oh, uh, the uh, Mead says. Mead says uh, we're using the GRS Mead one, by the way, which is supposed to be one of the better be, better ones so far. From what I've seen, it's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, and um, he he said that. Uh, Dang, you I just burped. I'm, I know. I'm right into the freaking into the mic. But he said that that actually these guys, these different uh, early church fathers, <laughs> you gotta, uh, they actually um, use some of the Hermetic stuff to defend Christianity in defense of it. So it's kind of like Enoch. True. Enoch. I I hate to no. It's all one big eternal round, you know, yep. but they used Enoch early. The early ones were using Enoch, yeah. you know, to, to, to preach uh, Christianity. So the same thing with this. I don't know exactly which ones are in some stuff they would leave out because it didn't. Yeah, it just co- wasn't didn't it was go too with, yeah. strange. So, yeah. But um, anyway, um, Mead, actually, this is... Uh, he he kind of went over just real quick the different translations that he likes. Okay. Like there's Everard. Oh yeah, I've heard that one. That's the one actually that's the one that I have. The okay. the by Wiscott the yeah. in the Corpus Hermeticum or I don't have it right here. Anyway, but he, he kind of says that it's full of errors, mistranslation mistranslations and obscurities. It is hopeless to try to understand Hermes from this version, wow. which is something that I, I was kind of like... You felt that way too? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of your... Yeah, it was just kind of written in a in a way that it just wasn't relatable, you know? Um, Chambers' translation, he says, is slavishly literal, that it ceases to be English, oh, and crazy. it goes wide of the sense, and in general is exasperating. Wow, this guy's like he, he's no holds He's just tearing these up. <laughs> and then Menard French, Menard's French translation. He says this uh, is elegant and sympathetic, but very free in many places. Um, and he says the most literally accurate translation is Parthi's Latin version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even in such literal rendering, he is at fault at times, you know. And so he. One of the things to translate Hermes requires not only a good knowledge of Greek, but also a knowledge of Gnosis, which he has not infrequently so admiredly handed on to us. So anyway, so well, that's one of the things that you have to remember is that somebody just coming along and translating it literal doesn't always 
mean that it's it's the best one because they don't have a knowledge of these different yeah <clears throat> the classic the classic uh i don't want to de- derail but the classic example of that is the word the hebrew word for virgin or the word that that christians translate as a virgin yeah also in hebrew just also just means young woman what and so like a jew who's translating the tanakh right He's mm-hmm. translating their scripture because they're not seeing, they're not looking for any kind of virgin story. Yeah. Then they just, it, they just translate it as young, young girl or young woman. Huh. But a Christian who's translating this will look at it and go, oh, wow. And is they'll see that they'll see that they'll see the word virgin because they're expecting to see something like that. Okay. Yeah, so that's so interesting. So sometimes when you're translating something, having a knowledge of the the the, the philosophy or the culture or some understanding on the, that that uh, background story is very helpful. But I also I also believe it would be kind of little unfortunate too for the truth of the text. Like sometimes you can you can in you can. If I was translating something, and I have translated something before, so when I was translating, for example, when I was translating the book of Ezekiel many years ago, it was impossible for me to to not interject my ideas into my translation. Well, because things can mean multiple things, right? Yeah, yeah. And so... How, you did the whole book of Ezekiel? No, not the whole thing. Where can we get it? Can we get it on Amazon? <laughs> yeah. The Gibson... I did the parts the of Ezekiel that were actually written in Hebrew, not uh, other parts of Egypt. Uh, other parts of Ezekiel were written in um, uh, what's the other language? Aramaic. Aramaic, and so it was, I didn't do those parts. But anyways, that's the thing about translation. So, huh? Anyways, anything else that we should we should we should throw? No, in the let's just, here? let's just get into this. I think okay. we've gone we've, far we've enough. Lost enough oh, oh, oh but actually, he said uh, actually one more thing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the Pomandry's treatise not only belongs to the most important type of the trismegistic literature, but is also the most important document within the type. And the background of that is we were just discussing before we recorded on how we should pronounce trismegistic. And we, like like most words, how do you actually know how to pronounce it? Right. We're, we're trying to, be united and just say it the same, even if it's wrong. Yes, yeah. because we'd rather be wrong together. So, to, tris, trismegistic, magistic. Okay, trismegistic. Do you like that or magistic? Nah, I don't like magistic. Trismegistic. Well, trismegistic literature. Magistic. Did I say it like I probably said it? different every single time i just said it yeah <laughs> whatever anyway we won't worry about it let's not trip up over it because we both know what word we're trying well, to say i think so what his what mead's point was what mark was just reading is there's a lot of uh, uh there's a lot of different religious texts that start off like enoch had one right oh, yeah this is where we were talking yeah i was they start you. off with it's i don't know if there's a term for it but it's kind of well i think it's um the uh, it's apocalyptic mm-hmm. it's the vision yeah yeah and so different and there's i can name i can name several right now from different religious ideas but the, the whole concept is this this great teacher or this great founder of this religion sometimes that they're just kind of pondering life mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they they either ask god or else they their their thoughts alone kind of summon an angel or something, but all of a sudden they're caught up and they're taken up into like a mountain or like the heavens or something, and so they're they're taken into a, this vision. And one of the one of the things that often happens with these apocalyptic apocalyptic uh, visions, which is I think it's a I think it's saying the same word twice actually. Anyways is that there's usually a guide or like an angel who's asking, do you understand what this means? Mm-hmm. And they kind of take them through this like phase by phase. Uh, here, 
here. Walk and, through, yeah. yeah. They kind of walk, walk them through, through heaven or yeah. showing creation or or that how things work or what's to come. Mm-hmm. A lot of different things. And that's what this is. So yeah. this is the first text and it's we don't have we haven't come to a conclusion on how to pronounce poemandries or poemandries, but it's P-O-E-M-A-N-D-R-E-S. Poemandries. And what it, We've what done it, it. The subtitle or what poemandris mean poemandris means is the shepherd of men. Yeah. Which I think is interesting because that's what so let's get into it. That's that's what the guide actually calls himself, right? Yeah. Okay. And and uh just right off the bat with the name Shepherd of Men, you can see a Christian relation, the Jesus being the good shepherd. Yeah. So there's right right off the bat where which came first, the the shepherd or the Jesus or the chicken or the egg kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not, we're not here to just talk about who, who came up with what, but it's just, you can see right there, the, uh, the, uh, the same, uh, phrase using use for yeah, and I, great teachers, I guess. Exactly. So okay. one of the things that Mead does is I think there are certain words that he doesn't know how to translate. He know, he's not sure what the best word to translate it. So what he does is he builds these, he creates a lot of compound words. Like he creates like, so for example, he creates a word called man hyphen shepherd. And he uses that throughout the text rather than saying like a guide or a a shepherd. He, well, he calls it man, uppercase man hyphen shepherd. Well, I know, but if, like here he's saying, I am man shepherd or shepherd of men. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, oh, that's okay. what I'm thinking. Oh. He, he gives it, he he translates it into a word, but because it's like he he kind of like makes up his own compound word. Yeah, yeah. To do man that. shepherd. Yeah, man shepherd. He, we'll see that throughout the text. So I just want to just get us start us off, start us off. I'm gonna read this verse verse. Like that'd be like Spider Man. I am man spider. Man spider. <laughs> Hyphen. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. We'll get started. This will get us started off pretty good. So this All is right. this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Verse, verse one. And this is the uh, George Robert Stowe Mead translation from 1906. It chanced, it chanced once on a time. My mind was meditating on the things that are. My thought was raised to a great height. The senses of my body being held back, just as men who are weighed down with sleep after a fill of food or from fatigue of body. Methought a being more than vast and size beyond all bounds, called out my name and saith, What wouldst thou hear and see, and what hast thou in mind to learn and know? So there's the opening of the thing. It's the opening. He's, yeah, just like Brandon was saying, he's kind of thinking on deep thoughts. Yeah, he's looking, he's up in this tower looking to the bear type of thing. Contemplate. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he might have, and he might, he might have had a good meal beforehand. I don't know why he had to throw that Fill in of there. food. Yeah, he was just like, he was just like, oh. he's saying, kind of like, yeah, just kind of that weighted down, maybe, maybe, maybe his thoughts are weighted. He was down. just so comfortable. But yeah, he just kind of like got that feeling, like, oh, you know, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, if the something's opened up and. Somebody, uh, what is it? The man shepherd or whatever comes and yeah, so says, "Hey, what do you want? What do you want to know? Like, this is like the opportunity. This is like the opportunity everybody wants. Like, oh man, I'd go. You know, if you could ask God anything, what would it be? And, and that's basically what he says. Yeah, what do you want to know? Is what that's what the I and mean, that's the first. And he goes, "Who are you?" And he goes, "I'm the man shepherd, right?" Or mm-hmm. or other words, he also says, "Mind of all masterhood." And and then what I think is cool and what I thought was interesting, this is the first thing I noticed in this text was when he's describing who he is, he says that I know what thou desirest and I'm with thee everywhere. So here he knows what he wants, what he... Yeah, he basically is like... He's like, but I'm going to let you ask the question. Yeah, and I, I'm like, I was, and I, when I read that, I was like, wow, so he's basically, he's like, who are you? And he's like... I am, I know everything that you, I know everything about you and I, and I, I'm always with you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was, th- well, the first thing I thought, and I'm, I'm, maybe I'm going too far here, but the first thing I thought was different religious contexts that Dr. Pe- this diet, Dr. Pepper makes you burp. <laughs> yeah. 
If you watch our videos from the past, though, we're always like a little burping. I mean, like just little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Oh, I shouldn't do that. So, yeah, yeah, um. Yeah. Oh, you were saying uh, that he's always with him? Oh, so the first thing I was thinking was, and like I said, different religious uh, contexts have different terms for this. But I, he kind of was like saying, hey, I am the Holy Ghost. Like, I'm the, I'm the thing in your mind that helps you, like, see things deeper. I'm the, I'm the person, I'm, I'm what gives you these aha moments. I know, I know everything that you know, and I know, and I'm always with you here. Mm -hmm. And so, just like, and then he says in the next verse, he goes, just think, what do you want to know? Like, think about, think upon it right now. And I'm going to just hook you up and show you. Yeah, so this is the ultimate, like, like I said, this is the ultimate. But I like the, yeah, he he's with him. And and one of the things that is that the uncurious aren't going to have this kind of stuff open to them. You know, like Porter always said, there's yeah. no stirring above until there's a stirring below. Man, that's hermetic right there. Yeah, that... <laughs> Well, so they're, they're not, he, he's in a state where he's ready to learn. He's thinking deeply, but you know, these different things. And, and, and all of a sudden that's when this, this person or, or God or whatever you want to say, the man, that's when the shepherd of man appears to him and says, Hey, you're ready. They're basically saying, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm going to let you know. And then. So in verse verse three, he he tells him what he wants. He's like, I long to learn the things that are and comprehend their nature and know God. Wow. And just lay it on me. This is what I desire to hear. So yeah. it's like and what's cool is verse four is even while he was saying that, right? Okay. So while he was giving that answer, it says even or Ian but mm -hmm. even with these words, his aspect changed. And straightway, in the twinkling of an eye, all things were opened to me. So like he's, I, like, he's like giving the answer. And then while it's, it's happening, he's all of a sudden, everything's opening up. Yeah. And I see a vision, limitless, and everything turns into light. Sweet, joyous light. <laughs> and I became transported as I gazed. See, but one, one of the things, one of the instructions the man shepherd gives him, he told him what he wants, and he says, "Okay, hold in thy mind all that thou wouldst oh, yeah. know, and I will teach thee." So, okay, put that focus, in your mind. Focus on focus, it. Focus, focus, and all of a sudden, he starts changing or whatever. Whatever. Totally, that was you a good know. sound effect too. <laughs> Transforming. He turns into a truck for some reason. Like, or a, like Optimus a little, Prime. A little like VW Bug. <laughs> like, oh, I got stuck with Bumblebee. <laughs> Or the cassette. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, because there's the tape recorder. Audio and then book, right? Yeah. He's audio. Like <laughs> but, so, but so he's like, okay, hold this in your mind. So this, maybe this, maybe this is teaching us a little something about meditation or yeah, something totally. too. No. This is, this is. Maybe this is a handbook. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I, uh, this. Totally. So here we go. This is. Okay. That's why this is such a crazy, crazy epic deep foundational text okay already here in the first four verses we're like piecing together a lot of things and how things work and we're seeing similarities between different from religious contexts that are across uh, on the other side of the world even you know like, yeah and uh when it comes to the mind when it comes to uh focusing your thoughts and you know when it comes to um yeah, that's you know, this whole. I like because okay, I've been trying to do meditate, doing meditation. Have I mean, you, not have you, Mark? But they they Good. call it, <laughs> but they call it like single pointed mind. Oh, like, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, term. yeah. Your your mind's becoming like the, I mean, in in the case that what I'm trying to do is is just point your mind onto one thing, onto your breath, the yeah. in and out, and focusing in on that so this is part of what he's saying is hey you fo focus on what you want yeah 
and I'm going to show it to you. So it's just this interesting little thing. Oh, I love it. it. This isn't the secret, though. This isn't like you put up a vision board and, you know, have you heard of the secret? Oh, yeah. I know it's some it Oprah Winfrey thing. It's, anyway. a, it's about... um. Or maybe it, it is. It's about you know. I I know. I'm 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 aware of it. That it's about manifesting things. Yeah, and the writer of the secret. This this is off. We're going off track here. But the author of the secret. What's her name? Burns something. Burns. I don't know. Um, I, I could be completely. I completely completely wrong. But she actually not copied. But the the uh, she took this concept where that she that she from from the secret, and it comes from a um. Kind of a hermit. It's actually a hermetic concept. Well, but as we'll see, is that the what this is is not focused on is getting things in life. That's Which that's is, what you towards the end you 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 realize this isn't a a way to to build up your your bank account or or get everything you want in life. It's not and so this, and this, that's where it's pervert. That I think a lot of people take hermetic stuff and. And pervert it to their own little at. So we won't. T- we're not, not. I don't think we're going to talk about that today. But so just so you know, there is a lot of. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through this. We're way. not going to be able to get. Through well, this. let's just go. Let's just start on the vision. Be- okay. I just want to say. I want to make it clear. If you're if you're watching this and you're listening and you're waiting to hear about alchemy, we're not going to talk about it. Really, like this is about like this is about foundational hermetic. Corpus Hermeticum. We're not going to be going into like oh, into into the what into what Hermetic philosophy became in the Middle Ages, and what it became popular for. So that stuff's all out there, and we might talk about it someday. But right now, this is the, the core stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, so um, and one of the things too is that I realized as I was reading this is that there's a lot of things that okay that are said that aren't totally clear if or that in order to understand you have to kind of dig into or yeah. think about yeah like it's kind of like like a just to take a christ the christian example of parables yeah why did jesus teach in parables he explains i wish i, I just, oh, totally. but he explains he's like it's because i can say something that seems like so simple and and those who who want are to understand it, want yeah. to understand it will be able to see the deeper meaning. Those who who don't are just going to hear a good story. So anyway, you can but, see what you need to hear. Yeah. So uh, this is like this this hermetics or uh, tris trismegistic trismegist Dang it! We already what, broke the... Well, let's well, let's quit correcting ourselves. Let's just say trismegistic. You're going to hear it, uh, at least three different ways. The tris. <laughs> but um so so it's it's written not in code but actually a lot of that stuff is supposed to be have been written in code to where if you're the initiated or if you've come to a certain point you'll see it in a different way than other people and i don't know why i, I just think went off sometimes on that. it's referenced as the master teacher format well it, okay right. master yeah. teacher format this is not for like someone passing by to all of a sudden become enlightened this is from a master teacher format. This is this is this is Hermes speaking to one of his initiates. Or yeah. His followers. yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. Well, let's let's get through. We'll kind of do so the, the light. creation. Okay, thing. so yeah. the sw- the sweet joyous light. Oh yeah, that's what he's he's. So he's got this. He's holding this thing in his yeah. mind, and everything was light at first. And all of a sudden, boom! He's sweet joyous. Yeah. And I became transported as I gazed. And then the sweet, joyous light, something else comes on the scene. Mm-hmm. And then the darkness. Oh, but in a little while, darkness came settling down on part of it, the light. Awesome and gloomy. And this is an interesting imagery here. Coiling in sinuous folds so that me thought it like unto a snake. Yeah. So this coiling darkness comes Come. on the scene. Yeah. I thought of lots of different imageries there, and I'm not sure which one I, I adhere to more, but I, yeah. We'll see. So the the question is, is, what is this darkness? And what this this is where I was like, well, so what is it doing? Is And I, I thought of uh, Genesis, 
you know, I think where God's in, is, is it where he's kind of like, there's this matter out there unorganized or is it different literature that talks about that? Um, Gosh dang it! No, no, it's Hoshek, the darkness. There is, yeah. There there's is. The, there's this darkness. So you got you got the light, but then there's this unorganized darkness that's kind of and in this it seems like it's actually kind of surrounding God, like coiling around Him. But then He's able to break out from it. I don't know, maybe or what? Uh, I don't know. It's interpretation. I'm not sure. Well, because uh, it says then the dark. Okay, the darkness change into some sort of moist na- nature. Yep. So it kind of becomes the like this. I I pictured it as this heavy thing that was kind of weighing down. Like yeah. if you imagine like this, like okay, a person that's a boa constrictor is kind of wrapping around him, and that heavy body, you know, the heaviness of the air, the 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 moist. Yeah, I, I saw mean, that. I saw that too. It says moist nature, which a lot of people don't like the word moist. Yeah, I hate that word, but yeah. But it's like, if you can imagine, like, just this heaviness yeah, that's totally. being weighed down. And um, it was flu. And I, the, the, the reason why I think moist, from when I was when I was listening to moist, I, I know, I hate the word. <laughs> when I was thinking, so here, a moist nature, right? <laughs> what I was imagining was more of, like, a fluid mm-hmm. darkness. That's what I'm saying. Not just darkness. Something rippling a little bit. Yeah. uh, Not just straight up darkness, but something that you can feel and there's substance to it. Correct. Like, yeah, just, it it, it adds, what does it say? Um, Tossed about beyond all power of words. Yeah, belching like we are. We've been doing belching this whole time. Like, we should, we should. Do a burp and say, should have belching like, out Get one of those smoke tablets in there and belch out some smoke. <laughs> so belching but out smoke as from a fire. Groaning and wailing sound. That beggars all description. So anyway, so you, you're, they're, they're painting the, this picture of this, this heavy, you have this light, then all of a sudden this darkness so descends have, and coils. and. So you have like, kind of like this yin yang thing happening. You have the light and the dark and then they start to like wrap around and like oh constrict, i like right? that i like that and there's like this there's this inartic i think in one the next verse says there's this, like there's like this like inarticulate voice like this like this like this like uh this voice of creation kind of or like this sound of the beginning yeah yeah after let's, let's read that and yeah. after that an outcry inarticulate came from it as though it were a voice of fire so this crackling this I can't do sound effects. Do you want to make a sound effect for that? No? I put them on the spot. That's not fair. Like it's like crackling it's, and this if like you ever listen to, sound. Uh, to Rock and Roll Creation by uh, Spinal Tap. Oh. The beginning. <laughs> there you it's go. It's like that. You got that. Yeah, yeah. Something. That's something it's basically the sound Which is of supposed to be our theme constriction. Song. Yeah. We don't want to play that for you because we'll have a, we'll get flagged right away. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so, <laughs> verse 5, Thereon, out of the light, a holy word descended on that nature. So, real, real quick, Mead, every time, he's, every time he translates anything that he feels could be a, a pointing to the word, to logos, the Greek concept of logos, he kind of like, adds the word logos every time he sees something that he believes might reference it somehow. So what's logos? Well, logos means many things, but, and, and like the, the Christians have a different idea of of what it means. The Gnostics have a different idea, you know? And so there's, he talks about it in there, but basically it's just the, um, either it's a word or it's like a system or it's a, what did Porter also, also often call it? A, can't remember. We mentioned Porter sometimes. Porter sometimes. Anyways, yeah. but um. Well, anyway, he always we'll, says maybe we'll maybe we'll look more into logos and spend yeah. spend time on that later on. Maybe we'll work on our logo. Ah, logos. And upward, so and descended onto that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So holy word descended on that nature. This like whatever's happening here, and upwards to the height from the moist nature leaped forth pure fire. Light was it. 
swift and active too. So all of a sudden you have out of this darkness and, and whatever, this, this word coming yeah. out and it, this uh, fire. And this is, I mean, I guess I, I'm kind of like thinking like big bang kind of thing. Yeah. In my I head. See the, I, see I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying, but all of a sudden you have this thing and all of a sudden, boom, something's coming out of it and it's maybe create creation. I don't know. Yep. This okay. is worth reading. It, it, there's a lot of imagery here. All right. Want me to keep on going and finish that off? Yeah. So the air, A-I-R, the air too, being light followed after the fire from out the earth and water. Well, that's a combination word he gives. See, that's a, that's a, okay, go right, ahead. Earth and water. Yeah, he I got something to say. Word, rising up to fire so that it seemed to hang there from. He's just kind of, he's still describing this imagery here. Remember, okay, I've, in Genesis, it says that the earth was null and void. Or not, is that the... The earth was without form. Or, and void. Yeah, so yeah, but I'm saying, that I mean, that's the imagery I have, is that you have earth water. Mm-hmm. That's the earth, right? Yeah. Earth water. Yeah. It's like, like, you got land, you got water. Yeah, that's it's, the it's whole like a, thing. It's a word he didn't know how to translate, yeah. other than saying earth hyphen and hyphen water. So this is this is kind of the you have this the these this materials. Matter, they have this matter here. Yeah, unorganized and all of a sudden this fire is doing something to organize it or yeah. maybe creating the earth. Yeah, I don't energy, know. heat, just like combustion, all the things that make things all these scientific terms that we might not understand but that help uh astronomically form planets and stuff. I I can see that happening. Well, that that's the thing you got you get the, your base materials, and then you have energy going into them, okay. right? All right. I, I, no, I'm not being scientific. Okay. I'm saying, okay, you got these two basic. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what what maybe he's saying here is you get you got your basic water and earth, and then also, but then you have energy or fire yeah. working upon fire them to to organ to work, you know, and being able to shape and. I don't. I mean, yeah. that, that's probably that's not scientific. <laughs> that's if, just it's here's your, what he's if saying. If you're wrong, it doesn't matter because I, yeah. I hear you. I hear. I hear what you're saying, and I yeah. agree with it. Yeah. Um, earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. Or earth, water, and fire. Okay. So, but earth and water stayed. Oh wait. Yeah, it stayed so mingled each with other that earth from water no one could discern. Yet. Were they moved to hear by reason of the spirit word pervading them? Kind of deep. I uh, okay. I think that Mead might have mentioned in his footnote that this was kind of a confusing verse to translate. Okay. Uh, well, kind of, yeah, yeah we'll I don't know. That. Just so you know, that's, it is a little confusing. There's so, something happening there, a creation of some kind. And this is a cool thing because we're going through it. There's this vision... But now, fortunately, Man Shepherd steps in. I'm so grateful for Man Shepherd. Let's call him Shepherd Man. Shepherd, shepherd Man? Man. Shepherd Man does whatever a shepherd can. Okay. Is that from uh, They Might Be Giants? No. Oh, Spider Man. Oh, I think Spider-Man. of Particle Man. Yeah, but. Okay. Oh, wait. Do you think that that, that <laughs> could be what. Anyway, but. Um, so, Man Shepherd is like, you know what? I know this is a lot you're seeing. I'm going to. Hey. I'm going to give you the interpretation of it, which is always cool. And actually, if you look in... Well, he asks them first, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I think that that is a typical pattern in these apocalypses. A guide will often say, like, hey, so do you understand what you saw here? You know? So, and uh, go ahead. So, oh, the guide you say says, it to me, understand? just understand. Um, and then... Uh, what this vision means, nay. He's like, I don't understand. I, that shall I know. Like, uh, it was interesting, very cool, but let I I did not understand what's going on. Are you gonna? But so, so then the man shepherd starts giving him the interpretation. Um, are we? Gonna, let's just go through the interpretation yeah. real quick. Uh, that light, he said. Am I thy God mind? So there's a lot of commas there. The light is I, comma, thy God, 
comma, comma mind capital M mind. He called himself three different things. So well, so so anyway, so okay, so he's saying so um and the light. Okay, so you have the light, which is God, at the before moist nature. He says before that that thick darkness. Yep, there was God, and then Austin, that darkness happens, and the light word that appeared from mind is son, son of god. god which is kind of the sounds very christian yeah right yeah well and it, i mean what is it it's john yeah where in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god yep and and it, wait and by his word created he the earth or and now no, totally really, totally but so yeah, that the first the first chapter of john sound is is there, there's a lot of similarities between yeah that first chapter yeah of John it's and this. well it's kind of like well we didn't, we haven't talked about it with Enoch but that whole the whole thing with the messianic yeah. stuff in there but so okay so the, so the the meaning or the interpretation of it is that it's, it was God in the beginning there was this darkness and then God used the Son of God to organize it or to Right. Yeah, and so we'll leave it up into up to our interpretation what "son of God" actually means, whether it means like there's actually like a like a Christian style son of God, or it, if what that means is just like a product or a uh, product of mind. Yeah, because that's, okay. that's what they call it later on too. Okay. And then he says, after that, he says. Know that what sees in thee and hears is the Lord's word, but mind is Father God. So he said, "There's two different things happening here, right? Know what that know that what sees in thee and hears is the Lord's word. So you have the Lord's word, but then you have mind is Father God. So the sun isn't the sun. Yeah, the light word. So they're separate. Anyway, I don't... He goes, they're separate. Yeah. He goes, he goes, not separate are they from one from another, just in their union. So I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know how to <laughs> interpret that. We see a lot of that, like, hey, unity. There's a lot of confusion with unity and what that word. You know, we are one and we... You know, there's a lot of confusion in Christianity for sure. Oh, yeah. And so... Anyway. And then, it says, then he says, thanks be to thee, I said. So then the... um. So understand the light and make friends and make with friends it. with it, which is interesting. Interesting term, uh, phraseology there, right? And be friends with it. So do you understand it? And are you like, have you like taken it in? Like, are you comfortable with this now? That's what he said. Yeah. And then the answer to that is, and speaking thus, he gazed for long into my eyes. This is verse seven, by the way. So that I trembled at the look of him. He's like, do you get it? <laughs> Which is interesting. When I read this, I was actually, I recalled the fact that there has been no description. So he goes, so far it's all in your head, it seems like, right? Mm -hmm. It's always, it's all been in his head. But in verse seven, he goes, he gazed for a long time in my eyes so that I trembled at the look of him. Yeah. But when he raised his head, I see in mind the light. But now in powers no man could number, and cosmos grown beyond all bounds, and that the fire was compassed round about by a most mighty power, and now subdued had come unto a stand. Confusing. Confusing yeah. words. And when I saw these words, I understood by reason of the man-shepherd word logos. Okay, man, this is this is kind of like so he kind mm. of understands a little bit. We don't understand. I don't think I understand that part. Well, I mean, but it's he basically claims that saying. He understands. Well, yeah, I mean, I. Well, that's why we're not the the initiated, because he's. I'm trying, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying we're we're kind of like looking at this and trying to dig out. Okay, well, what's this mean and. I mean, I guess we're kind of at the be at the beginning part. Remember, yeah, he's yeah. like sitting there thinking, meditating on things, 
it's not just this isn't just cut and dry like oh here it is you know oh yeah that's what that means no it it takes thought and um we might i don't know if you want to end there because we've probably been going for a while have we i don't know see does the little thing say let's look and see how long we've been going does it say We've been going for 50 minutes. Oh, we can keep going. Hey, should we go? Should we keep on going for a little more? Thumbs up for now. No, give us a give us a, give like, us a shout out right now. <laughs> After we've already put After posted we've it up. This. Well, so so anyway, so I think the the basic gist is what we were saying. The magistus. The basic magist. Trace magistus. Okay, that's how we're gonna say it. Right? Yeah, wants to go. Want to go for that gist. for now on. Yeah. Let's do that. Gist. Get the gist of the magist. Yes. This is good. So, let's anyway. Squeeze in, let's squeeze in verse 8. I think verse 8 will help. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, I'm, I think I'm getting it. Yeah. I like whenever what's his, man shepherd's kind of like, okay, shut up. <laughs> that happens in a few verses, Like, right? stop. <laughs> but as I was in great astonishment, he said to me again, thou didst behold in mine the archetypal... Form whose being is before beginning without end. Thus spake to me, man shepherd. And so, I, oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. There's more to go. Anyways. And I say, whence then have nature's elements their being? To this he answer gives, from will of God, nature received the word, and gazing on the cosmos beautiful, did copy it, making herself into a cosmos by means of her own element and by the birth of the souls. Okay, this is where I start getting like, okay, I think I might I get the first part, but now it's like, what? So, help me out, Brandon. Yeah, this is this goes from, right now, so far, everything we've read, I think a a modern... Uh, God-fearing, loving, Bible-reading Christian could and could take it, that all in so far. And go, yeah, yeah I, I get all this. This okay. is all the things that I already believe, and I already I'm already here. And now he's throwing a wrench in it, and then they start throwing in, yeah, like her, okay, her, basically, so he's, a, a, a nature. Yeah, so he's uh, the person who's having this vision is saying, hey. How, what, whence then have nature's elements their being? Or how did nature how, come how did, into being? How did everything become? Yeah. yeah, how did it happen? And that's, remember, that's that's his, that's his original question. His original question. I want to learn things that are, comprehend their nature. So the answer that. is, he gives, he, gives, he gives a quick answer. Okay. And then he gives a lengthy answer. So, the quick answer is because from God's will. Oh, okay. There's a period, right? So to this answer, he says, from the will of God. Oh. That's a, that's a quick answer. Then he says, nature received the word, and gazing on the cosmos, beautiful, did copy it. So nature, what, nature appreciated what she was beholding, right? Making herself into a cosmos. So the definition of the word cosmos is what matters here. Okay. Right. What's the definition of? I'll finish this right. by means of her own elements and by the birth of souls. So what cosmos really means? Always we use it for different meanings, usually about space and. Yeah, the cosmos. But what cosmos is? A, a cosmos is a working system. Oh. I didn't know that before I read the, read this text. I wanted to better understand what the word cosmos meant. It's a working system. It's like a system. Yeah. So and when we refer to the cosmos, we're referring to this universe, like the system of the rotation of planets oh, like and the birth of galaxies. Like if something's cosmopolitan, maybe a system. We of, might be learning something right here. But yeah, a system, a, cos- a city system, kind of. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And so this is this is about the whole. What is That's above funny. is below. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Is, oh, so he's got it. The word is seeing it. Nature's. Nature's, Nature's make saying, it real. I like it. Nature's going to oh, make this, it real. This comes from that thing where they, where, um, what's his name, had it in his mind. Or, you know, the, let's just call it, the, God had it in his mind. Yeah. The image. And then, uh, and a, then a na- spiritual nature, and then a... Uh, so it's like, yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's, cre- the, from his, the image of his mind, 
it's it's kind of like the blueprint and it's put together and for real. Okay. So I think this is more, this is one of many places where we get oh, you hermetic me. philosophers will say what is above is below because basically you have you have this uh this system like this this plan or like this like working system in the mind and nature basically does the same thing at a smaller level making herself into a cosmos by means of her own elements and by the birth of souls. So it's kind of like um, when we look and there's, I don't want to get philosophical, but the thing is, is I'll just say this right now. One of the things that I've been learning from reading this, um, this Trismagistic, uh, right here, Trismagistic literature. You're getting the gist of it. Get it? This is great. Is I'm kind of seeing patterns in like everything. And everything is kind of the same thing. One of the thing, one of the one of the hermetic uh, principles is the monad. It's basically from 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 observing the monad, you can understand the archangel, right? Like, hey, you observe like the Buddha, the Buddha, uh, Siddhartha observes like a river, a flowing stream, and he observes it long enough that he starts to understand all things, because like you, you everything is kind of like a copy of each other. And, and and rules are mathematical rules work everywhere, right? And so the oh, same yeah, math yeah. that is used in one place, even though it might look different, it's still the same type of system. Yeah, that might have been confusing, but this is what I'm seeing here. Well, no, but you can even go into like elements or something like you know the very finest of whatever you know atoms yeah. or whatever smaller than atoms, but everything's made up of the same thing. Yeah. Even though it seems different. Anyway, maybe. Let's go to nine. Okay, let's do it. And God the man, the mind, being male and female both as light and life subsisting, brought forth another mind to give things form, who God, as he was of fire and spirit, formed seven rulers who enclosed the cosmos that the sense perceives. Men call their ruling fate. Okay, this one's confusing. Yeah, Brandon, please enlighten. <laughs> I was hoping that you would. Oh dang um, it! Okay, yeah, so yeah, totally. God, the mind being male and female. This is one of the one of the as far as I understand, one of the essential seven hermetic seven hermetic principles is uh, is oh. gender. One of the one of the seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the seventh is actually gender, I believe. Yeah, so it's the male, the dual nature. Or the male female. So this means this means I was thinking about this, and this means one of I think I would say this can fall into one of two interpretations. The first one, depending on who you are and what your background, what your religious background is, and what you believe, the first one is that God is. Um, what's the right What's the right word? Unfortunately, the word bisexual today means something different in a way than it used to. But basically, God is. Wait, you're saying that God's a, a trans man? <laughs> no. So, like the term, the real, the 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 technical term is no. yeah. God is bisexual or her kind of. Well, okay. This is one thing that I realized when I was listening, and I think I told you, like, okay, the uh, the term hermaphrodite. Oh yeah. Totally. What's the what's the root word? Hermaphrodite is a, a person born with both male and female. Crazy, it's crazy where this is going. No, but what and it, it's um, so so that but that's why the word hermaphrod herm Hermes, you know, hermetic. That's that's the word. That's why that's used in there is because it's the male female thing. It's it, it can be that, that yin and yang thing too yeah. in other religions. So it's not saying that. You know, I mean, you know, it's some kind of derogatory thing. It's just like God is the male female nature. You have the yin and the yang. You have you have God, and then you have, uh, and they're doing it. They did it before with you have God, and then you have Mother Earth or whatever, whatever the nature, what, what is, nature yeah. Mother Nature. You know, yeah. So yeah, totally. I think that it's it's don't. I am not saying, and neither was Mark, that as is, yeah. When you see, when you hear the term, nature. when you hear the term, male, fe- male, when being male and female, 
that's confusing. Don't think too deeply about it. Basically, what it's saying is that gender is a real gender is a universal concept, and we don't. There's a lot that we don't understand and, about it. But we don't know what that. I. That's the thing is that I don't know. Whenever you say that, it's like, well, but I don't know what exactly that means. Correct. It just means that there's. I th- I think that we'll understand it more as we get through the text. Okay. Because there's many instances of them refer later on. They'll reference male female. A yeah. Lot, referring to I think as like creatures. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they're and they're and but also one of the things to understand is that no no creature is totally male or totally female that they all have a mixture you know there's yeah. not they're not just like oh uh, you know yeah i don't know as much as we like to pretend that's not the but case it, but yeah yeah so we'll get past that i guess i don't know i mean um, the seven rulers do you know what that no 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 i don't i was okay. like wait what are these seven rulers the seven rulers is referring to the the planets Oh, so you got the oh. five. You got the five. So this is where destiny comes in. He is referencing destiny that will that later oh, the that fate. later text. ruling their ruling fate. Yeah, it says it right there at the end. It does, but it's hard to understand. Oh, later text astrology. I think in right. exactly the zodiac mm-hmm. in either his one of his texts to one of his either to his Sclepius or Tat that we'll do in another episode. There's a lot of talk about um, the zodiac and how. God made things so that people all have individual, in- unique characteristics and be- and personalities and stuff. And I think this is one of Mother Nature's jobs was to is to create. It says here the birth of souls, right? Was to create these, uh, create something that can live. And um, one of the one of the ways that each of these entities will be different is because it was is from the the fate or in other words the seven rulers which is the, the what mercury mars venus, venus. Well, it was my very mercury venus oh. earth well earth wouldn't be one of them right mother earth wouldn't be one of mars, the seven okay jupiter or jupiter and then the, but two, Ur- the uranus two, but two of them Saturn. So it's five. It's five there you planets. Go, seven. No, but it's five planets, and then the sun and the moon. Oh, so I think it's the. See, they don't even. Okay, they the hey, here's the thing that they said they settled the debate thousands of years ago on whether Pluto was a planet. Yeah, it's not one. It's not. There's five or seven ruling things, and Pluto's not one of them, buddy. So when you when in later in later instances we might hear in later texts there might be reference to the to the gods or the 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 five gods sometimes and that's referring to the planets and what this what this says is and that's the key word was fate is it, they create this like clock and this rotation and this system where everything has its own can have like a a unique. I'm not going to explain what the Zodiac does. Yeah, I know yeah. you have a whole episode on... You were talking about the... Yeah. Anyway. The, the, I, I, anyway, just just know that it's something to do with the seven rulers. That's cool, because I didn't... I was like, seven rulers, what are they talking about? I thought maybe they are talking about seven kingdoms of men that were ruling... Ruled, had ru- you know going to rule the earth or something. Yeah. But it makes sense with the sun, moon, and the, the planets. Yep. Yeah, the five the five planets so, that were astrology that they cared about at least back then or even knew about. Okay, and that uh, men calling their ruling fate. So those things have something to do with fate. Yeah, this is the zodiac type of thing. And like, hey, you know, I was I was born in. I better start. What is it? What is it? June is Jupiter. You know, like there's like uh, yeah, we I don't. don't I don't really know all this stuff. I don't spend a lot of time no. thinking about it. But like, there's. The planets matter to people that care about the zodiac a lot. Yeah, so, I better start reading my horoscope. Yeah. Um, should we go to um, straight? Um. So that's a good place to. Um, do you want to end there? Or? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, okay. So yeah, we basically have the the beginning of creation and how 
the planets possibly play a, can play a role in in human life and yeah every and life and life life too and yeah yeah just life yeah just life, all together life. so and fate we'll end there and hopefully uh well no we'll get back uh but i just need to definitely kind of come more to grips with this oh you're fine mark well Ed, well i know but there's a lot there so here let's show the the copy that you bought oh yeah it's this got was this. uh what you say it was 18 dollars. yeah yeah on amazon and yeah. it's actually this is the first time i've actually touched it oh how does yeah it feel? this is actually a pretty good copy yeah it's like this is a quality copy who publishes this one um it's somewhere that. it's one of those yeah, it ja- like they have like the guy Jazzy. Yeah, it doesn't even matter who published it. You can find it on Amazon. It was around eighteen dollars. Yeah, and, and it's basically a copy. It's of... got all three volumes of Mead's thing. Yeah. So it's got the first, the first, and in this, the first volume is basically him going through the history of the and of yeah the the literature going you know where it comes from who what different people think about it. Second is all the sermons, mm-hmm. which is. And Which then, is what we're reading right now, the first yeah, sermon. Yeah, and then and then the last is like uh I think the last part is um like kind of fragment stuff. I yeah. I haven't gotten to that obviously. I don't know what it is either. But anyway, um well uh thanks for watching and if if you have anything to say, because obviously we don't know everything as you might be able to tell by watching this video. Um, we're just curious to see what these teachings are and and uh, see where they maybe can relate to our own lives. Yeah, and we'll do the part two of this. Yeah. And the, wrap, the wrap up the Shepherd of Men. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching. Ciao. Look to the bear. Okay. All right. Hopefully this recorded.